On today's action-packed episode, we'll tell you who we think are going to be some of the best fantasy players in the AL East for the upcoming 2023 fantasy baseball season. Let's lock on in. You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, fantasy baseball fanatics, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast, your number one source for daily fantasy baseball knowledge. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. I'm your host, Dominic Martino, here with my co-host, as always, Matthew Ane. Yo, yo. You can find us on all social media platforms and podcasting apps. Just search for Locked On Fantasy Baseball, and we'll be there. Please like, subscribe, and comment, especially on YouTube. We love talking fantasy baseball with you. On today's episode, we're talking about the AL East and our favorite team, the New York Yankees. We're going to let you guys know who the best fantasy baseball players are going to be for this year in this division. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel is the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more and visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started today. So, as I already said, guys, you know, this is the AL East. We got to start with Matt and I's team, the New York Yankees. But my brother, Matt, who, who are we talking about first today? Well, I mean, we can't just bury the lead here. We're going to talk about the, the new home run record setting for the New York Yankees, and that's Mr. Aaron Judge. You know, this guy doesn't have – you don't have to say much about him other than he just had an absolute ridiculous season last year. I mean, shoot, he, he could be the number one outfielder again this year. You know, he was last year, and right now he's being drafted as the first outfielder off the board and the second overall pick, which is kind of crazy for me. I don't know if I'd be the one that drafted him first overall just because of the fact that, you know, he's not one of those, like, prototypical five-tool uh, contributors, even though he did have 16 bags last year. Uh, stolen bases, to be more specific. I just, with me, it's just not the prototypical first couple picks kind of guy for me, but he will match. So let me read you off what he did last year. He had 570 at bats, 133 runs, 131 ribbies, 62, I repeat that, 62 home runs, and he batted 311, which is just absolutely monstrous. You couldn't extra anything else from this guy. To be honest, he was the number one player last year. And you know, I don't foresee him uh, doing 62 ever again, but, you know, in his history, he has done where he has gotten where he's had in the 50s home runs. He's done it twice now. And I mean, shoot, I don't see where there's not a, where there's a possibility where he couldn't do it again. So, you know, in that for that uh, for that matter, I think he's going to be great. But, uh, you know, that's just about it for me. Yeah, brother, I think you covered, uh, you know, well, one of my favorite players, Aaron Judge, about as good as you could, you know. What, what else is there to say about him except I have him as my number one overall player and my number one overall outfielder. I think you take Judge with confidence this year. You expect a lot of bombs, RBIs, ribbies. He'll chip in some steals, have a good batting average. You know, you, if you got a top three pick, you're very lucky to get Aaron Judge again this year. But moving on, let's move to, you know, the Yankees ace, you know, and he's got a little competition now with some, uh, you know, better pitchers there. But Mr. Garrett Cole still, you know, last year he did have a little bit of a down year. I'll read you off his 
stats as 30, a 31 year old. Uh, Garrett Cole had 13 wins, eight losses, a 3.50 ERA. He started 33 games. He pitched 200 innings. He had 257 strikeouts, and he had a 101 WHIP. You know, still very, very good numbers for Garrett Cole. But you know, he did give up a lot more home runs last year than normal. I believe he led the American League um, with third, give, giving up 33 home runs. Here's my thing. I think Garrett Cole definitely has potential to be better this year, you know, in the ERA department. You know, you can't ask for more than 200 innings, 257 Ks in the one-on-one whip. But the thing is, the ERA can go back down because uh, they they used a little bit more of a bouncy ball. If you guys, you know, pay attention to the MLB, the, when Aaron Judge was going for the home run record, they were giving a, using a ball that went a little bit further, had a little bit more, you know, pop in it. And they wanted to get judged at 62. So, you know, that means Garrett Cole had to pitch with that ball. And, you know, he probably gave up a few more home runs than he would have using that ball. Now, I have Garrett Cole ranked as my number six starting pitcher. So, um, I, I think he could... Uh, he could gain a little bit there. He's coming. Oh, he's actually coming off the board as number three starting pitcher. I lied to you. That's uh, you know, Fantasy Pros ADP. Uh, they take into account Fantrax, uh, RT Sports, and uh, Matt. What was the other one again? Um, oh Lord, NFBC. I yeah, and NFBC. So they take all three of those and they combine them and they give you the average. So number three starting pitcher, sixteen overall for Garrett Cole. Don't know if I take him that high, but I definitely see room for improvement for Garrett Cole for this year. Yeah, I mean, there's not much you can say about the guy. He's going to be a stud. So, you know, draft him nice. I don't know about three. I have him at four. There's three other guys I draft out of him. But right. let's move on here. I want to talk about a pitcher, too. And that's Mr. Nasty Nestor Cortez. Oh, Nest- Lord. Love him. Yeah. And I love the nickname, too, because he is so nasty. And you know what? Mr. Mustache over here just had a great season. It's funny enough. Where his ADP is versus where I'm going to be drafting him is just going to be outrageous because I just need him in every league. Right now, his ADP for is number 33 um, as a starting pitcher and 103 overall, which I just feel is blasphemy in, in my opinion because personally I think he's going to be absolutely ridiculous and kind of repeat what he did last year. I have him as my number 19th pit, uh, starting pitcher. So, you know, I'm a little bullish on him. But, I mean, shoot, what the kid did last year is definitely repeatable outside of the ERA. I think that'll be a little bit more inflated. But still, um, I think he's going to get a little bit more innings this year. So, with that being said, let me read off what he did last year. So, in 100 and – no, a lot. They don't give me that on here, do they? Um, you want game started, Matt? I got, nah, I got 28 I got, starts last year. In 28 starts, I like innings pitched. So, 158, uh, yeah. 158 innings pitched. He had – a 244 ERA, 163 strikeouts, and a 0922 whip. Now, that's just absolutely incredible. Uh, you know, the whip might come up just a tad, and so will the ERA, like I said, but I think if he gets more more innings in there, hits a 170, 180 mark, and I mean, God, if they would just let him hit 200, which is a possibility, I think that, you know, we're going to see a lot higher K rate, and I think that he's just going to be absolutely unstoppable, and he can be a top 15 pitcher this year. You know, I don't have him drafted at the ceiling. I have him drafted right in between the ceiling and where he's going. So, you know, I think it's a fair spot to grab him. Plus, you know, I'm also not saying go ahead and jump and grab him where I'm saying to grab him. But at 103 overall, I'm okay with drafting him at like, I don't know, 94th, 90th. You know, and I think that's the fairest place to scoop him. It'll be your pitcher three slash four. And I don't think you'll be all upset. I think you'll be giving me a, a clap. And uh, a nice little thank you, thank you at the end of the season. 
Yeah, man. I'm. I mean, I'm actually in perfect in sync with you on this one. I have Nestor ranked as my 19th starting pitcher as well. You know, it might be a New York thing, but guys, if you listen to the podcast at all last year, when we were still doing our own thing before we were locked on, we praised Nasty Nestor at the beginning of the season last year. We told you to pick him up in every league he was available, and if you did, it paid off for you. I know Matt read off last year, but I actually want to read off his last two years with the Yankees. Um, 14 wins for Nasty Nestor, seven losses. 42 starts, but 50 games overall, 261 ERA, 251 innings, 266 strikeouts, and a 097 whip. And the reason that I wanted to read you off the last two years is so you know he's not a one-year wonder. He's done this now for two years in a row. He's going to be 28 years old this year. He's still pretty young. And he also upped the velocity on his fastball last year specifically. Um, you know, when he first got started, he was sitting around like 89, 90. When he got first got started in his career, now he's up to 92 last year. He's been working on the mechanics. He's got a very tricky, you know, uh, uh, release to time. And I think Nasty Nestor is just like like Matt said, you know, like I said, just going to be a very, very valuable starting pitcher this year in our fantasy baseball. But moving on, let's hit our last New York Yankee. And that's Giancarlo Stanton. He's somebody that's a little bit tricky. He's getting a little bit older. It looks, seems like the bat speed's getting a little bit slower. But when, you know, Giancarlo hits the ball, he hits it very hard, he hits it very far. Last year, he did have a down year. He played 110 games. He only had 53 runs. He did have 31 bombs, 78 RBIs, and he had 211. You know, I mean, I, once again, I think it's due to mainly bat speed and stuff like that. The bat, the big batting average dropped off from 2021 to 2022, which is, well, he went from a 273 batting average in 2021 to a 211 last year for Stanton. And Stanton's coming off the board, you know, as the number 31 outfielder, 130th overall pick. Outfields are pretty bad this year, so I'm actually comfortable taking him, you know, there. I actually have Stanton as my number 20 outfielder. Looking over it, I could see it moving down. You know, he's really just mainly going to be, you know, there for the home runs, RBIs. He doesn't contribute in steals, runs, and a batting average is a question mark. So I could see myself pushing him down a little bit lower. But with outfield being as bad as it is, it's going to be interesting. But I wouldn't be surprised if Stanton goes out there and he stays healthy and he hits, you know, 50-plus home runs. You know, that's the risk you got to be willing to take when you take somebody like Stanton. Yep. I think you got it covered there. But up next, we're going to talk about the Blue Jays and how good Boba Shed is for fantasy this year. And before that, we're going to have um, a great sponsor we have to talk about here. That's FanDuel. Here at Lockdown, we're super excited about our new sports betting partner, FanDuel. Download FanDuel now so you can place your bet your bets on Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Man, did those Eagles look great in that last game. I'm betting for them. So should you. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is the safe and, and super easy to use. Best of all, get paid instantly. So join FanDuel, FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make, make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. So we got we got uh, Mr. Blue Jays over here, and we're going to talk about somebody that uh, I think, you know, might as well not bury the lead here and talk about Mr. Bo Bichette. Bo was somebody that was a fantasy darling going into last season. Everybody had him rated high, so did I. I really thought he was going to, you know, continue what he was doing and building on that. But, you know, it seems like he fell a little short, started off a little slow, and personally did end up with a decent season and not that 30-30 like everybody thought he was going to do. You know, and let me read off what he did. So he had 652 at-bats. He had 91 runs, 93 ribbies, 13 stolen bases, and he batted 290. 
that isn't exactly what we thought and why we were drafting him. He's, you know, first five picks of the draft last season. I was guilty of it in some of the leagues. And you know what? To be honest, 2021 was a little deceiving where he had 690 at-bats. He had, uh, here we go, 121 runs, 102 ribbies. He had 29 home runs. And he had, where's the SBs? 25 stolen bases and batted 298. That's a significant drop-off from last year. So, quite honestly, do I think that the ribbies and, and RBIs can – I mean, the ribbies and runs can come up? Probably. I mean, the Blue Jays are a pretty fantastic team. But at the same time, it's it's just one of those things where I don't know if we're going to see him hit the, the 29, 30 home runs. And I don't know how often they're going to let him steal in this lineup. You know, they, they got Dylan Varsho that's going to end up eating up some of those stolen bases. And they're probably going to mix and match because – they love playing with that lefty-righty ordeal stuff, so that's what could hurt Bobichet in that category. So let's see where that takes him next year. Right now, I have him as my number six overall uh, shortstop. His ADP is number three, which I find a little high. You know, like you're passing up on like Bobby Witt, Francisco Lindor, Mar- Marcus Simeon. Those are guys I'd prefer to have over Bo. Um, but other than that, I mean, you can't go wrong with drafting him at number six, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, Matt. Uh, I, I I agree with you on some things, certain other things. Uh, I you know I beg to differ a little bit. I have actually I I'm in sync with ADP here. I have Bo as my third shortstop. I think you know he had a little bit of that slump last year, you know. But the thing is, is that he showed that he can adjust. You know, if the pitchers were pitching him differently, he bounced back in the second half last year. After the All Star break last year, Bo Bichette played 67 games. He had 42 runs, 10 bombs, 43 RBI, six deals, and he hit 337. So I think as a 25-year-old this year, you know, Bo is going to, I think, find his, uh, you know, stride and prove why he's, uh, you know, a fantasy darling. And I, I think the, I think you're going to see the power. I think you're going to see the 20-plus deals. Like I, if, he, if he went 30-30 this year, I wouldn't be shocked. But I would lean more towards, you know, 25, 26 bombs, 20, 20, 25 steals. So maybe more 20-25 for Bo. And, you know, the batting average is going to be there in a great lineup. But, you know, uh, let's let's move on to our next, uh, you know, um, studly Toronto Blue Jay. And that's Vladimir Guerrero Jr. I don't even think there's really too much to say about Vladdy. He's in that, you know, first base tier with um, uh, guys like Alonzo, Goldschmidt, Freddie Freeman. And, you know, that, them make up the top four. And you could put them in any order and I wouldn't argue with you. But for Vlad specifically, he's only going to be 24 this year. I, I still don't think we've seen his best season, even though he had 48 bombs and uh, 311 in, uh, you know, 2021 as a 22-year-old. Last year, you know, Vladdy was you know, almost just as good. 90 runs, uh, 32 bombs, 97 RBIs. He even chipped in eight steals for you last year. And he hit 274 for Vladdy. I personally have him ranked as my number four first baseman. But once again, I really wouldn't argue with you if you, you took him a little higher. But uh, let me just give you his uh, ADP here real quick. He's coming off the board as, you know, um, the, the number, I believe, uh, number four first baseman and 13th overall. So you can't really, can't argue with that for Vladdy. And uh, Vlad is going to be a stud. He's my number two this year. You can't really can't say, say can't say anything bad about the guy, honestly. Other than he doesn't really steal stolen bases, doesn't really steal bases. Um, he already stole stolen bases. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, let's talk about our next guy here, and that's Mr. Alejandro Kirk. Uh, one of these guys that just kind of like came out of nowhere, but not really came out of nowhere. I think he's going to be an absolute stud at the pitch at the catcher position. He's the number five catcher right now in ADP and number 103 overall pick. Personally, he is my – 
Let's see real quick. My number two overall catcher. I am pretty bullish on oh, him this wow. year. Yeah. I really think he's going to have a fantastic season, especially on the, that Blue Jays team. Let's read off what he did last year in 470 at-bats. He had 59 runs, 63 ribbies, 14 home runs, and batted 285. Now, I mean, you know, the, those numbers aren't too impressive, but personally this is what I think is going to happen. He's going to get everyday playing time, whether that's, you know, at first base, catcher, and they may. I've heard a rumor where he might, they might even bounce him out to the outfield, uh, you know. If that's the case, he's going to be playing every day, and that's going to be like a Salvatore Perez. And, you know, we're going to get that power every day. If he gets 570 at-bats and be able to get in a rhythm, this kid's going to be outrageous, and he's going to be one of the top top catchers and could be in a top 50 overall player standpoint for that point because, I mean, the sky's the limit. Kid's got power, power speed, and on a great team. Hey, wow, Matt, you're actually kind of bullish on Kirk. I'll tell you the same thing. I was bullish on him coming out of last season. But, you know, as I got to do my deep dive, I actually moved him down. I did have him in my top five at catcher, but I've moved him down to actually eighth at catcher. And I'll tell you why I moved Kirk down. Kirk's second half was very, very disappointing after he started off like a house on fire. So in the second half, after the All-Star break, Kirk played 56 games. He only had 14 runs in 56 games, only three home runs, 26 RBIs is okay, and he hit 246. And that was that after that monstrous first half. It just makes me think maybe did the pitchers figure him out? He could have possibly tired down. You know, it was his first, you know, full go at it in the, you know, big leagues. You know, he jumped up, you know, almost uh, 300 at-bats there, you know, and um, from 2021 to 2022 for Kirk. So I, I think I need to see him do it one more time before I'm out there ringing the bell from him. And plus, you know, 14 bombs isn't really, you know, isn't doing it for me, uh, you know, in a position where, you know, a lot of catchers hit for a lot of power. And I think catcher is deeper this year than ever. So that's why I'm a, a little bit down on Kirk. But let's do uh, one more Toronto Blue Jay before we move on here. And that is going to be Mr. Alec Manoa. Somebody, the his. I also love Alec Manoa's nickname, guys. If you don't know, he's also nicknamed the Mountain, which is uh, one of the, the coolest nicknames in all of baseball, as far as I'm concerned. But Manoa, you know, followed up that um that uh that big rookie year with a you know pretty pretty strong sophomore year as well. So Alec Manoa last year is a 24 year old, 16 wins, seven losses, a 2.24 ERA, 196 innings, 180 Ks, and a 0.99 WHIP. Now, I, I love Manoa, but I think the, the people love him a little bit more than I do. Uh, Alec Manoa is coming off the board, number 17 starting pitcher overall, 55, uh, 55th overall pick. I actually have him a little bit lower in my rankings. I have him at uh, number – I have him at 20th. So I'm not too far off consensus, but, you know, he leaves a little room to be desired in the strikeout department. You know, uh, maybe he could fix that. But I think he went more for the control this year. You know, Alec Manoa wanted to lower that ERA, which also, you know, uh, he sacrificed him in the, you know, the the K's department. But I think Alec Manoa is still top 20 pitcher, hands down. You can take him with confidence as your number two. Yeah, buddy. I think that's great. And um, from there, I think we have somebody special, uh, another uh, somebody special to talk about here. Uh, yes, sir, Matt. We certainly do. And, um, you know, before we move on here to our next team, and uh, let me give you a little tease. Guys, what do you do with Adley Rutschman and the Baltimore Orioles, you know, rising star team? But once again, before we head into that, we have to talk about our buddy, you know, Lindsay, who hosts uh, Locked On Fan, uh, Locked On MLB Prospects. A guy, he has all of the knowledge in the world. Uh, people like to call him an encyclopedia of knowledge with the prospects. And guys, once again, if you didn't hear it on the last episode, 
we um we're gonna have him on. We're gonna have him on sometime next week when we talk prospects. So please be on the lookout for that episode. But also, if you're like me and uh, you got a full time job, you like to hit the gym sometimes. You know, you you're trying to get a quick snack that isn't high on calories but tastes absolutely delicious. You have to try Built Bar. Not sure how Built Bar does it, but these bars taste delicious while maintaining amazing macros. Uh, what's even better is that Built Bars are super healthy for you. Built Bars only have 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. They also come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. Once again, guys, I, I got to try that churro one at some point. It sounds absolutely delicious. But also, you know, we've been talking, uh, you know, about uh, getting your Built Bars at Built.com for years. But now, guess what? You guys can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. So, guys, you got to try Built Bar. But let's head into that, you know, next uh, team like we were talking about, that uh, Baltimore Orioles team. You know, they got a lot of young studs. They also have a, a lot of great prospects coming up. So I think they have a chance to, you know, um, be very, very surprisingly good team next year. But you got, you can't bury the lead with their you know, um, arguably number one, you know, prospect coming up last year, and that's Adley Rutschman. I think the kid is going to be absolutely dynamite this year. Uh, he's coming off the board as the number three overall catcher right now and number 64 overall. I actually have him as my third catcher as well, and I mean, I just – I think there's so much potential with the kid. Last year, Adley played 113 games. He had 70 runs. He hit 13 home runs. He had 35 doubles. Uh, just in case you didn't hear me correct, 113 games, 35 doubles for Adley, 42 RBIs, chipped in four steals, and he hit 254. That batting average is going to shoot up. Adley always hit for average in the minors. Uh, last year in the minors, he hit 304. The year before that, he hit 285. And, you know, as a 21-year-old, he did only a 254, but I see so much room for improvement for Adley. Uh, once again, I'm taking him as my number three overall catcher, and I, I don't think he can go wrong. I know it's a steep price, but I, I love Adley Rutschman coming into this year. Now, Adley should be a stud. Honestly, I'm right there with you on par. Um, he is my number six catcher. Uh, but, I mean, it's a toss-up between everybody else. I just go with, you know, who's done in the past at that point versus taking the risk on Adley. But let's move on here to Mr. Cedric Mullins. Cedric just loves to steal everything under the sun, including your um, including your mom. But, you know, <laughs> he's just not as bad as uh, the guy from the Jets. So, so oh, Lord. yeah. But Cedric Mullins has been great over the last couple of years. And, you know, last year was no, was no different. With 608 at-bats, 89 runs, 16 home runs, 64 ribbies, 34 stolen bases, and batting a 258. Can't really ask much more from him. He's, you know, number 12 overall outfielder in ADP and 49th pick overall. You know, that's that's pretty good. Uh, let's see how on par I am with him. I have him. Doo, 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 doo. How bad do I have him buried? Um, oh, Lord. <laughs> no, nah, I'm kidding. I got him at 16, so I'm only about four oh, off. You know what? It's just, you know, it is when, I, when I'm drafting higher in these drafts, I prioritize, you know, big numbers like home runs and stuff. And the only time I would grab him at, at where his ADP is, if I grabbed somebody with like a lot of like, if I grabbed, for instance, Aaron Judge, who's going to hit me a million home runs, then I'll grab Cedric to get me the stolen bases that I'm missing with Judge, for instance. And that's how you make up with it. You play a game because I mean, with sixteen with, with sixteen uh, home runs and 
you know, very little ribbies. That's where you got to kind of make up with it. And it's just a matter of how to, how you construct your team at that point. But Cedric is a great player. Yeah, man, I, I can't add too much to your analysis because that was literally perfect. Yeah, he's exactly somebody you want to pair with like an Aaron Judge for those deals. One thing that I will say, I think Cedric Mullins can improve that batting average from 258. I think he can get up over 260, 265, maybe even 270 because uh, in 2020 he had 271 and uh, 2021 uh, Cedric Mullins hit 291. He's not going to get you back to that 30 bomb, so don't expect that. That ball was a little bit bouncy in 2021. But, you know, Cedric Mullins, I got him at number uh, – you know, number 15 overall outfielder. I think he's a very high end two number outfielder. I necessarily wouldn't, wouldn't want him as my number one, but you know, yeah, sometimes you got to take what you can get. So let's move on to uh, another team in the, you know, that tough AL East division. And this guy is actually, you know, very, very interesting. It's Wander Franco, a former number one overall prospect. And, uh, he's just been so, so tough to, you know, to, to have on your teams and to deal with the, uh, you know, the, the lack of production. It's been very tough with Wander Franco last year. I will say, you know, if you, you know, once again, if you guys paid attention to our, you know, our podcast, I told you not to really be too bullish on him when everybody was drafting Wander Franco really high. I said, you know what, hold out for, you know, some other guys that are going under him and it will pay off. You know, I know I talked about Dansby Swanson a lot last year and, you know, Kind of just worked out if you listened in that sense. But last year, Wanda Franco, as a 21-year-old, played 83 games, 46 runs. He did have 20 doubles, uh, six bombs, 33 RBIs, eight steals, and he had 277. I think Wander Franco, you know, as he grows into his man body and, you know, um, starts to figure things out a little bit, you're going to see a little bit more pop. You're going to see a little bit more speed. But Wander still reminds me of a, a like a 2020 guy, you know, tops. Maybe as he gets to 23, 24, 25, we might see more improvement than that. But I wouldn't expect any more than a 2020 season, you know, 90 runs maybe, uh, maybe 75 RBIs. But he could hit 300. See, that's the thing. So, you know, I think this is the year where, you know, Wander Franco is coming off the board as a 13 shortstop, 88 overall. I'm definitely willing to pay, pay that price. Uh, I currently have Wander as my number 12 shortstop, but I can see maybe reaching a little bit higher to get him. You know, if you take him as number 10 shortstop, there's still room for him to pay off if he does have that big breakout season that we've all been waiting for as a 22-year-old. So I think I think there's room to profit on taking Wander Franco this year. Yeah. I'm right there with you. I mean, I have as my number nine. I'm a little bit more bullish on him. Oh, there you go. Good. But, I mean, it's the only reason is because the guys behind him, like Xander Bogarts, Pena, and Carlos Correa, right, those are the three guys directly behind him. The only guy that would probably sneak up ahead of him is Pena. And it's because Pena has the upside to have all those those higher counting stats and be that better pick. But other than that, like, Wander Franco is – is going to be better in terms of all the counting stats across the board, except for maybe runs. And they're all kind of the same player at that point, unless Franco just starts saying, Hey, I'm going to start hitting home runs and I'm going to start doing, doing everything else. I kind of grouped them all together. Let me move on here. Let's talk about somebody I truly love. And that's Mr. Tyler glass. Now. Okay. I've loved him since the moment this kid got called up. Dom turned me on to him back in the day when he was on the pirates. And it, and I mean, I make the joke every time when, you know, can the Pirates just trade him? And they did, and now he's incredible. And, you know, let me read you off what he did in 2021 before he just, like, you know, his elbow decided to rip in half, right? So he had 88 innings pitched. He had a 2.66 ERA. He had 123 strikeouts earlier at that point with 88 innings in. And his whip was phenomenal, too, a 0.932. Now, 
I think he's going to do that again. I think that he's just been this injury bug, almost a flangy guy kind of type thing. But one thing I could say is his elbow should be healthy for the next two years, at least. That's what Tommy Johns does. It buys you a minimum of two years before, you know, you may may hurt yourself again in that aspect. On top of that, too, he got a little he got a little time right before the season ended where he could show his stuff, and he did a Verlander where, hey, he looks good. It looks like his stuff's there. The velo is there. You know, and the only thing that may be off because he is a TJ guy is to control. So that whip may climb for a bit and then balance out by the end of the season. Glassy is a great um, a great pitcher and a great talent. And the, the kid is actually still, he's only 29 years old. So he still has some time in prime. Pitchers are like, are more like chess players. And as they get older, they get better and more wiser. So I think that personally, fellow Glass now is about to step into his prime years. And I think that, you know, he could bounce back. And it's not like you're paying a high price for him. He's the 28th pitcher off the board, 87th overall. And for me, I have him 25, so I'm almost in par with that. I'm taking him a smidge bit early because I have a lot of confidence in the kid this year. Matt, you're you're killing it tonight with your analysis. You've just been on point and everything. And I think we th- we this might be our most in sync episode, brother. I ha- I also have him as my number 25 starting pitcher. And I feel like he's if he comes out in spring training and he's vibing off of what he did last year, I can move him up even higher. I think he could wind up being, you know, a top ten starting pitcher if everything goes right for Glass. Now, uh, I was just I'm going to throw it out to guys a little bit here. He he throws, you know, 98 miles an hour. Uh, the he's, he's breaking stuff is great. He has a great slider. He has a great curveball. It's just that the stuff is elite with this kid. You know, he knows how to place those pitches. Um, um, I, I, Matt, I can't add anything else. The kid's just absolutely phenomenal. But let's move to uh, another starting pitcher here with the Rays that I absolutely love, and that's uh, Jeffrey Springs. He is somebody that I picked up in every single league I was in last year, helped me win a few of them, and the, the kid just kind of broke out as a starting pitcher last year. So Jeffrey St- Springs last year as a 29-year-old had nine wins, uh, five losses, 25 starts, 33 games overall. He did come out of the pen for a few games at the beginning of the year. 246 ERA, 135 innings, 144 Ks, and a 107 whip. Right now you can get Jeffrey Springs out of steel, guys. You can get him as your number uh, – well, he, he's coming off the board as number 52 starting pitcher so far, ADP, 175th overall. Now, guys, that's an, steal. an absolute steal. I do have him ranked – hold on, let me uh, – I got him ranked at 43, so I'm, I'm about 10 spots over, you know, um, consensus right now. I think if you get him as your number five starting pitcher, you can be absolutely thrilled. And I think he just steps a, takes another step forward as a starting pitcher this year. And once again, guys, that's uh, Jeffrey Springs. Yeah, Springs is phenomenal. I got my 46, so I'm not too far off from there. But I think, he, you know, he's such a value at that point that, you know, you got to take him, especially in those deep leagues, like those 12-man, 12, 12 14-man leagues, 15-man leagues. Man, you're gonna be grateful you called him in the, at the uh, 170th overall pick. Let's move on to the Boston Red Sox, the uh, worst team in the division. Sorry, Boston fans. I got to throw that extra dap in there because I'm a Yankee fan. And you guys have just teetered off because you have terrible management. And we're gonna talk about your best player though, and he's absolutely incredible. And that's Mr. Rafael Devers. Devers is just a you know one of those guys that was a top end prospect coming up when when it was his time, and he's just been stellar ever since. Last year, he had 555 at-bats. He had 84 runs, 27 bombs, 88 ribs, three stolen bases, but he's not really known to steal those bases, and a 295 uh, batting average. Can't ask more for the kid. You know, if guys can get on base, if they start calling up some guys and start really making making some plays here, 
you know, maybe his counting stats go up, but I pretty much am going to see the same exact stat line for next year. You know, I, it's just not a great team overall, but he's going to force himself to get, get them to at least a couple more uh, points and get himself some more home, uh, home runs and ribby, uh, home runs and ribbies. That's the only thing I could see kind of going up. Cause you know what, personally, I think he's, he's due for a better season in the home run category. He's had, you know, 2021, he had 38 home runs. 2019, he had 32. So, I mean, I think he's definitely going to creep back up into the 30s and mid-30s is where I really see him. And just so everybody knows, I have him as my sixth third baseman as well. So, I think it's a steal right there. And there you go. Yeah, man, we're we're two in sync tonight. I got him at six in my third base rankings as well. And uh, I'm just really not touching him in most fantasy leagues this year. Uh, I'd rather either get an elite third baseman or wait on it because I, I think, as Matt mentioned, the counting stats aren't really going to be there for, for him this year, I don't think. Anyway, that, that Boston team, that's very unexciting. But let's move on to our last player of the night. And, man, I, I find it so hard to know what to do with this guy. That's Chris Sale. You know, Chris Sale can come out, and he could be an absolute uh, elite starting pitcher, and he could be a top 20 starting pitcher, or he can do absolutely nothing and get hurt again. And I just don't like the attitude on him. You know, when he was in the minors last year, he broke a TV. I think he had, like, a motorcycle accident, too. It's just like, uh, I, I don't I, – dude, you're 34 years old, Chris Sale. Come on. Like, you know, what, what are you doing here? You know, he only pitched uh, 42 innings in 2021, five last year, uh, 147 in 2019. So the track record is that he's starting to fall off. And, you know, when he pitched 147 innings in 2019, it was a 440 ERA, 147 innings. He got you the 218 strikeouts. But and a 108 whip, but you know, it's not the, the starting pitcher we're used to. I have him as my 48th starting pitcher. I'm kind of right there with um, uh, you know, ADP right now. So far, in ADP, Chris Sale is um, 50th starting pitcher, 170 overall. I mean, you could throw the dart down there, but starting pitching is super deep this year. I, I, I still don't know exactly what I'm doing with him. Might wait till spring training comes around to make my full decision, but I think if I'm drafting like tomorrow, I'm, I'm kind of staying away from Chris Sale. Yeah, he's one of those guys that's like my stay away from kind of guy. As much as I like him, you know, it's just it's not worth it. You're, you're drafting at 50 is ADP right now at 50 um, starting pitcher, 170th overall in a 12 man, 15 man league. You know, that's your pitcher. What? Five, six. You know, the guys going around him at that point are are a little bit more safer at that point, because depending on how your draft went to is depending on how, whether I'd pick him or not. So like if I need the upside and I didn't get a lot of studs in the beginning, yeah, then I maybe take that shot. But at the same time, you know, if I have a decent pitching or I need a little bit more stability towards the end, I'm definitely moving on to somebody else. Cause there is like Dom said, a lot of talent steep this year. So that's why I'd probably leave Chris sale off my team in most, most scenarios. Yeah. Yeah. Think you're, think you're spot on there with your analysis, brother. But, guys, that's all for us today. You know, be sure to like, subscribe, comment, rate, review. And also, make sure you check out our website. There's a lot of great stuff on there. We have our rankings. You can find some About Us information. Matt and I, you know, hope to be starting uh, writing some uh, blog posts on there sooner than later. So, please be sure to check that out. All of that you can find in our link tree, which is, you know, on any social media platform when you find us. Um, also, guys, just wanted to let you know, tune in on Wednesday. We're going to be breaking down the AL Central and all those teams as we, you know, uh, get to the end here of our division previews. But lastly, before you leave, guys, if you enjoy this podcast, once again, you need to check out our colleague Lindsay's podcast that is Locked on MLB Prospects. 
He is an absolute mastermind with the prospects. He will definitely help you with your fantasy leagues this year. But, guys, until next time, see you. Peace.